Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Adiola Depot here. Thank you so much for downloading Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're here every single Tuesday live on TalkSport 2. Myself and the great Gareth A. Davis. If you can't join us live, remember to subscribe to the Fight Night podcast channel. So much other great content there as well, such as Fight Night, Fight of My Life, and even the Mike Tyson story, The Boy from Brownsville. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. Good afternoon. If you love your boxing and your MMA, then this is the show for you. Find an extra of myself, Adi Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis, where we discuss all the latest from the world of combat sports. Today, we're going to be recapping an entertaining night. It really was in Bournemouth as Chris Bidham Smith beat Isaac Chamberlain to retain his European and Commonwealth Cruiserweight titles. Uh, ben Whitaker made his professional debut. The Olympic silver medalist produced a highlight reel knockout and also made headlines for his very flamboyant ring walk and post-fight interviews. Delighted to say that he will be joining us live as well from Spain around 5.15. Uh, YouTuber turned boxer Jake Paul is back in the headlines after his long-awaited fight with Tommy Fury was counseled for a second time. Fury's replacement, Hassim Rackman Jr., also has pulled out at the 11th hour. Both men are blaming each other for the latest last-minute postponement. We are going to hear what both had to say and make our own mind up a little later as well. And Amanda Nunes, the woman deemed by many to be the greatest female mixed martial artist of all time, returns to the octagon to retain her belts against Juliana Peña at UFC 277 as well. Look, don't go anywhere. This is Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Jr. has pulled out of the fight. This is not a joke. We just found out this news. And it, this is just another case of a professional boxer, just like Tommy Fury, being scared to fight. Amanda Nunes said that she was not right before the first fight, and she proved it tonight. And that will do it. The greatest of all time came to fight tonight, and in all likelihood will regain double champion status. 
Mm, greatest of all time. There's a debate to be had there. She, I, I think she's starting to creep that way for me as well now. Amanda Nunes, the greatest female fighter of all time and one of the greatest fighters of all time, let alone female. Uh, Gareth A. Davis in studio. Loving it. Which is fantastic. Obviously, normally because of sort of he's busy during the week, scheduling conflicts, but he's here in person. Great to have you here. Uh, let's start with um, the war. And it was a war Saturday night in Bournemouth. Really good to see fights happening down there now as well on the South Coast. Me and you were here on fight night on Saturday watching it. It was very difficult to do the show and watch it. But what we saw already was starting to kind of unfold as would be a war and it ended a war as well, didn't it? Yeah, there was a lot of jeopardy on the line for both men, for Isaac Chamberlain as well. You know, Chris Billum Smith has come out with all the plaudits and, you know, they're they're looking to build him, of course, towards a rematch with people like Richard Riakpour, mm. who he lost um, by split points decision to a few years back. Um, what I loved about it was that both men went to deliver on the night. Yeah. You and I were getting very excited about mm. the early part. We had Ebony Bridges in with us, didn't we? And she <laughs> was getting excited. Mm. It was a toe-to-toe battle Billum Smith showed that he's got proper cojones about him. Um, I'm disappointed for Isaac as well. Um, but I think Billum Smith, um, even though he's from Epsom, Surrey originally, he really harnessed the crowd, Eddie. And, you know, given that Bournemouth have gone into the Premier League, haven't they, this yeah. season, he'll be able to do something very special down there. I think they can build an audience mm. in that area. Smart move by Ben Shalom, Sky and Boxer. I can't remember the last card down in Bournemouth. It might have been a Tony Oki card years wow. and years ago. That's, I mean, that's but, but it's a fight town because the Navy's down there as well. Yeah. They're in Portsmouth. So, um, no, it was, it was a great fight, a really good night. And, um, you know, Billum Smith has shown that he's maybe got world-class qualities maybe. about him because he dug deep there mm. and he came through a few torrid rounds early on. Thoroughly deserved the victory, though. Yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly deserved. You, you are correct. Um, especially coming off that good win against Tommy McCarthy. I actually thought, and this isn't to discredit Isaac Chamberlain, I thought Isaac Chamberlain maybe was a step down to Tom McCarthy. Obviously, Isaac, Tommy McCarthy, former European champion himself, and I was a bit surprised, having watched it back now, the way Isaac fought. Um, he went to war immediately. And I thought, OK, that's going to be Chris Billum Smith's game plan because that's just how he fights. Isaac Chamberlain, I, I more look at as a slick boxer, maybe, you know, on the outside, use his jab, engage when he needs to engage. He went to war immediately. And I saw his face after. Now, he's got broken orbital bone. His face is really swelled up. And maybe they got the tactics wrong. Maybe they're just how... Chris Billum Smith dictated the fight. I'm not quite sure, but in the end, I think Chris Billum Smith showed that he's a level above Isaac Chamberlain. And if it is the React Poor fight, it could be as close as the first one. Just both of them have gone up another level now. You know, React Poor was there ringside as well. So I think that's the one they're going to try and sell, especially if they don't get a React Poor world title fight or Chris Billum Smith a world title fight. You might as well just do Billum Smith React Poor. Maybe, but look, you've got to say about Isaac Chamberlain. I've seen those pictures as well. I mean, Horrific, he, aren't they? Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's disfigured. Yeah, yeah, the, he's yeah, definitely yeah, actually, disfigured. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, boxers are proud of those moments. Um, mm. and they seem to heal incredibly quickly. Um, look, you've got to remember that he lost by unanimous points decision. I think it was to Lawrence Acoli in his 10th mm -hmm. fight. Um, yeah. British beef, it was called, but it ended up being more like corned beef, corn beef hash with, with peas. <laughs> because, no, because they held and it they... Was it was a really awful night. Awful. 9,000 at the O2 Arena that night. Started I remember. Booing. And they were headlining. Yeah, because they weren't kind of headliners at that point and Eddie Hearn was trying them out in, in that way um, and they were kind of novices both of them but Isaac Chamberlain, Chamberlain isn't going anywhere mm. um, in terms of disappearing I think his stock rose as well in yeah. lots of ways yeah. um, I thought it was Billum Smith's fight to lose and there were moments in that fight where 
Bellum Smith was rocked really mm. early on. Um, Isaac will have gained something from that. He'll know how deep he can go. And showing off those battle scars is a proud moment for him. Yeah. Showing off his face is not a, look what happened to me, I feel terrible about myself. He feels good about himself. Yes, look, look what I can go through. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and uh, you know, as I say, um, both men's stock rose for me. Um, how far Billum Smith goes, I don't know, but uh, it was a good night, certainly. Yeah, it certainly was a good night. Good night for Ben Whitaker as well on his professional debut. Uh, got the win. I, you're giving me a look because you did not like the flamboyant showboating, did you? No, it was it was circus acting, and and I think I think Ben had nerves. Mm. Um, I think he overdid the show. Yeah. Um, we, we saw his skills on display, no question about it. Movement, angle, very speed. Good, very, very good. Very good. Mm. Um, but you don't walk away backwards from your opponent and do the jig. and not, not, in, not when you've come from the amateur pedigree that he's come from. Olympic silver medalist, Olympic final. Mm. Think how many people get to an Olympic final. Very, very few. Um, and I, well, I know we've got him on the show in a little bit, but I wonder whether it was orchestrated by him to try and make as many haters as he can lovers of him yeah. um he's a terrific handsome educated um talent who's under the auspices of sugar hill steward who's a quirky character himself yeah. sugar won't be telling him off for that of course but, not. but i'm going to be telling him off when he comes to post fight on press conferences with his top off sugar's as crazy as he is tell if me about anything. it <laughs> yeah you, you know about that don't you um but look good win for them good win for fraser clark and caroline dubois as you said we are going to be having ben whitaker on as well talking about not that performance alone but what next for him as well that's the question every time you win isn't it what next mm. um what next for jake paul it was supposed to be Hassim Rackman mm. Jr. This has gone a bit crazy now. For those of you who don't know what's going on, there was a contract signed. Hassim Rackman had to get down to 200 pounds. He's a big, big guy. He really is. Um, in the end, he wasn't going to make the 200 pounds. And according to people in the know, he was going to turn up, maybe be about 210, 215, and then the fight was going to go ahead because you know what? We need an opponent. The fight's going to go ahead. What Jake Paul and the New York State, State Athletic Commission were doing were doing test weights in between. And they could see that this guy wasn't actually cutting too much weight to the point where you only got down to around 220, 215. And they're like, okay, you're not going to make the weight fights off. Um, what do you make of all this nonsense? Well, gambling.com have put out a little um, a statement to me on an email today saying that Jake Paul is revealed as the most hated boxer on the internet. That doesn't surprise me at all. He loves embracing the haters and winning them over. Um, I, I think there's a much more nuanced and complex situation than Jake Paul, Paul saying, I'm not fighting this guy at £215. Mm. Because... Um, Weirdly and bizarrely, and I know him very well, Mauricio Suleiman, if you remember rightly, the president of the World Boxing Council, said that if Jake Paul wins this cruiserweight fight, mm. which is 15 pounds lighter than that, yeah. he gets into the rankings with the WBC. Whether that, Probably at 15, I imagine. Mm. Doesn't merit it, frankly. Obviously this is the first not, real right. box that he's yeah. boxed in his very short and, and, and very staged career. Um, two fights against a, a UFC former champion Tyron Woodley was a wrestler not a boxer um, weirdly ESPN called it knockout of the year last year do you absolute remember absolute nonsense uh, it, it's uh, nonsense because doing? it's not our sport mm. it's it's a circus sideshow mm. and um, I think I think Jake's 
playing the WBC card here mm. because that fight wouldn't have been sanctioned as a cruiserweight bout. And he's also toying with, with Hassim Rackman Jr. I see Chris Eubank Jr. offering his body up for yeah, the fight as I well. That, yeah. That's never going to happen. What's he doing? Well, he's trying to get more money for the Chris for <sighs> the, for the Conor Ben yeah. fight, isn't he? Mm. Trying to get it over the line. I hear it's very close to being over the line, by mm. the way. Next 48 hours. I've been saying that. Really? I, I'm starting to sound like Eddie Hearn in that way. on Saturday, by the way. My fault, sorry, not Eddie Hearn, I'm talking like that. <laughs> you want to see the Ali shuffle? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to see my GQ covers? You see that GQ cover? <laughs> what did he say? Um, silence you see, the, the see the jacket over the shoulders see look? Yeah. See the jacket over the shoulders look? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to fight Eddie. I bet he's got a massive dig on him, actually. And he's fit now as well, isn't he? Very fit, by the way. Yeah. Would you take him on? You're both 15 stone. No, he can, he can box a bit as well, Eddie. Nah. You I think, think you'd so. brawl him to death. Yeah, I'll, I'll take him down and wrestle him. I think yeah, you brawl. I think you brawl him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I would. Hundred percent brawl him up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to UFC two seven seven. We're going to talk a bit more about Jake Paul a bit later. Amanda Nunes getting her belts back from Juliana Pena. Um, dominating performance. Dominating performance. She put her down about eight times. Oh, she hurt her. Yeah. She, she, she. I think she almost wanted it to go twenty five minutes yeah, to exact her eventually, battle. as we both predicted on last week's show. Mm. Um, she was. Um, she was she had an off night against Juliana Pena in the first in the first fight. Mm. Um, she clearly got all her all her kind of rhythms back. Mm. Her timing was brilliant. There wasn't a moment in the fight when she looked uncomfortable. Um, and I, I I kind of I still think Chris Cyborg is the greatest female fighter of all time. I've changed my mind now. I did I did until the wee early hours of Sunday morning. I don't know. I'd like to see a rematch between those two. Mm. Um, I think if if Amanda Nunes, the lioness, and we're talking a lot about lionesses at the moment, aren't yeah, we? Yeah. I'm rightly so. Yeah. Um, if Amanda Nunes can beat Cyborg a second time, um, and I believe Cyborg will actually go to the PFL, Professional Fighters League, at For some Kayla point. Harrison. I know we're going to mention them on tonight's show yeah. because uh, obviously they've got events in Cardiff and London on August the 13th and August the 20th. Very happily involved in their Cardiff event uh, on Channel 4 on, on the 13th. Little plug there. But, you plug know, away, Brendan Lochnane, Kayla Harrison, all these guys, you know, Olympic medalists, uh, Kayla Harrison, Olympic gold medalist, Clarissa Shields is going to go into the PFL after her... Uh, fight with uh, Savannah Marshall on September the 10th at the O2 Arena. So, um, bottom line is, um, we're back to Jake Paul, aren't we? And the point is with Jake Paul... No, 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 Amanda Nunes. Um, yeah, Jake Paul will fight Amanda Nunes at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know with Jake Paul. No, Would you, could you write... Uh, are you going to write off Jake Paul fighting a woman then? The greatest female of all time, MMA it, fighter of all time. If that is sanctioned, and it could be sanctioned, in, in some wild state in America, they would sanction something Excuse crazy me. like that. Let me rewind 22 years for you. Seattle, Washington. I went to cover man versus woman in Seattle, Washington in, in the year 2000. I'd just been to an Amir Who Khan. Who won? Um, a woman called Margaret McGregor. Mm-hmm. And, to, and talking about women's issues at the moment, as we are with the lionesses and mm. Gary Lineker and all those kind of things, um, Margaret McGregor was a was a gardener. Um, she did landscape design, but she'd been beaten up by her husband. She'd taken up boxing. She divorced him, and she'd become a boxer. And she was really good at it. And she fought a guy called Loy Chow, who was a former amateur boxer, a little Chinese guy. We called him Loy Chicken Chow. We dubbed him Loy Chicken Chow because all he did was run for four rounds. There were 6,000 of the 9,000 audience in Seattle were women, and they just cheered Margaret McGregor as she battered him from pillar to post like a raging bell. So it has happened before. 
Yeah, interesting. There you go. He backed himself up there. Jake Paul versus Amanda Nunes could happen. It could. All right, you're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Still to come, we are going to be hearing from Jake Paul and Hassim Rackman Jr. and asking who is just to blame for their cancelled fight. And we're going to recap UFC 277 as well. Amanda Nunes looking absolutely fantastic and getting her belts back. But up next, we'll be joined by the one and only Ben Whitaker. <laughs> So the first round I wasn't the happiest, so I'm going to have to hurt this boy now. And uh, at the weigh-in yesterday, I didn't like the way he pushed up on me in them jean shorts, man. Nobody in jean shorts is beating me. All the top light heavies in the country now buying jean shorts. They're thinking, okay, we've got, we, we might have a chance in jean shorts, but look, no. Ben Wicker, fantastic performance uh, on the weekend. You know, you just look at a fighter and you just think, They've just got it, haven't they? They've just got it. They, they have, but they special. don't. Hang on a minute. They've Go got on. it. He's got it. He's got it in droves. In droves. Handsome, articulate. Yep. He's a brilliant fighter. Yeah. He's been in an Olympic final. What the hell was he doing on Saturday night on his debut? Dancing around What's there. Ah, it was that? overboard. He turned his back on his opponent. He did the shuffle. He walked Nassim sideways. Nassim Ahmed he, did that in no, his debut. No, he Listen. Ben Whitaker doesn't need to do that. He's too good to be doing that. It upset me on Saturday night. I was watching it from the studio. I wanted to see clean, clinical. I didn't want to see any clowning around. It upsets me. Don't Why has he gone to Barcelona? Why has he gone to Barcelona to get a tattoo? Let's bring him in and ask the questions. Ben, see, I'm trying to stick up for you here, Ben. Gareth's having a go because he thinks that you can't showboat and have a bit of fun in the ring. I think when you're as good as you are against that level of opponent, you can take the mick a little bit. Hey, man, I, I respect you for backing me. But, right, uh, I got you, I got well, he obviously doesn't respect me. <laughs> nah, I got you, Ben, don't worry. <laughs> nah, 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 100%. At the end of the day, you got to go in there with the right mindset. It's business, but it's my first fight since the Olympics. I just wanted to enjoy it, take in the atmosphere. And at the end of the day, I did what I said I was going to do, get the knockout, and that's what I did. Was there a bit of a nervous adrenaline, though, making you do that? It's not what you learn in the amateurs to showboat, is it? Because the leash is off. I thought it was overboard. I, 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 you and I had spoken in the week before. You know, you know I think you're an amazing boxer, and I, I can't wait to follow your career and cover it. But yeah. I just thought it was overboard, Ben. You know, it's whatever thoughts they have all, but me as a boxer, I've boxed better when I just have fun you know and mm. that first round I was having a bit too much fun but I really enjoyed it and like I keep saying at the end of the day I got the business done the worst thing would have been if I did all that and I lost wouldn't it so oh, what, what was Sugar Hill not saying that to you in the corner at Sugar all Sugar Hill loved it oh no she, yeah, Sugar loved it he, <laughs> he it loved it <laughs> I, 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 I sat down after the first round he said you've had your fun you've frustrated him now and you've got him where you want him now go out there set him up Put that right hand there, and the finish is there, and that's what we did. So, so we're going to see this every perfect. fight. Are we going to see you doing this every oh, fight now? No, no, definitely not. Um, you have to go in there with a different game plan with every fighter, but this type of kid, it just made sense. Frustrate him, get him a bit annoyed, make him fall fall over his front foot, and the shot was there. But whoever the next opponent is, we look at their style, we look at their weaknesses and strengths. And then we play it off like that. Ben, what's the year been like for you? It's, it's taken a long time for us to see you in the ring. You've you've gone through so much in terms of you being the hottest prospect and we know DAZN wanted you, Sky, everyone wanted you. You're now yeah. doing what you want to do more importantly, which is just fight. Um, it must have been yeah. a frustrating year, but also now a good year that you're in the ring. 
Yeah, it's been a um, it's been a crazy year for me because after the Olympics, I got my uh, surgery done. Then, um, like you said, everybody wanted me. Then I was finding my coach. So a lot was going on, to be fair. But I'm just happy I'm back in the ring now. And the main thing now is just to keep active and just keep getting the fights in because I'm only going to learn under those lights. Gareth told me when he spoke to you that you think you can do 168 or 175. I look at the 175 division over here and look, some people might say they might fast track you, but I look at it and it's pretty steep, mm-hmm. isn't it? There are some really good 175 pounders. Can you make 168? Because I look at you and I don't see where any extra bit of fat is on you yeah. to make 168. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. It's one of those. I probably could make it, but how long could I make it for, you know? And we're in this game for longevity. So people like Sugar, who's been around it, he said, listen, you might be a little bit light for 175 right now, but you can build up into a big light, light heavy. And uh, it's better to get the rankings now, the experience now at light heavy. And then when down the years, when you've got all that experience, it will pay off. You're a smart man, Ben. Um, you know, we've spoken about this. You've, you've got to learn to walk before you can run in the pros. Yeah. But, you know, let's throw it sideways here. What's the tattoo, first of all? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's just a bit of anime. So I already had the tattoo done. And I had to finish off the other side. And watching it back on Scar the other day, my leg looked a bit patchy. So I said, <laughs> I can't have that for the next fight. So I'm going to have to finish it off. So it's finished now. So no more tattoos for me. And I can just chill out and focus. But what, I'm back back Thursday and I'm back in the gym. So What, what does it depict? What does it depict? Anime. So a bit of uh, cartoon manga. Yeah, no, no, but, yeah, yeah, but what, what, like, is the, what is the symbolism of the anime? Uh, it's just... To me, it's just I look at them and I grew up, grew up with them. You know, it's people like Goku and things like Aye. that. Yeah. So when I when I look at it, they all have their own little stories in the anime. Like it's a lot of hard work, sacrifice. It's just like real life, and you never know. In a hard fight, I might look down on my leg and go, "You know what?" And he's got a string of women's names down his arm. Do you know that? I've got a couple. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're slowly being crossed out, unfortunately. But um, the, the, I've got to ask you this as well. Um, mm-hmm. 24 to 48 hours time, I'm expecting something to be announced. I'm going to ask you straight question. Top of your head, Ben or Eubank? Oh, good one. Um, I really like Ben. I'm um, good friends with Ben, but I just think Eubank's too big, man. Yeah. Um, the only way he'll win if they put this clause in where he can't get too big and he's drained at the weight but either or it's a great fight for the legacy sake and um, stuck him in the fence a little bit but I think the man who should do it is Chris Eubank just for what he's done who he's fought and his weight you know when you look at the 175 pounders out there now and we you know I touched on it earlier if you want to stay there in sort of 12 to 18 months they're going to be asking you to fight those guys so they are going to fast track you do you look at some of those mm. guys already and think hmm you know, that matchup could be favourable for me in a couple of years' time. Yeah, 100%. Since a young kid, I always look at who's in front of me and who's behind me. So before I was even a pro, I was looking at those type of kids. So I put it all in the database. So whenever that moment arises, it's there. Do you know what I mean? And I'm a person who I'll happily call people out, I'll happily fight whoever. So it's however my team want to do it and my promoters. Who's the number one 175er in the UK? Oh, <laughs> oh that's a good one. I think just on what he's done, uh, you have to say Boatz. He's not really done anything wrong. He's won all the fights he's supposed to do and he's in a position now for the world title. So that's that's my guy for number one. Have when you sparred they said- him? Yeah, I've sparred him so many times, too many to count on hands. Uh, I sparred him leading up for his Olympics. 
Then uh, he came back and sparred me for my Olympics. So we sparred so many rounds. It's crazy. When Boatsy, Joshua Boatsy, we're talking about, British Ghanaian, beautiful man, um, beautiful boxer, tough as old boots, an Olympian and a medalist himself, of course, in Rio in 2016 uh, in the light heavyweight division as a bronze medalist. When he steps into the ring with Anthony Yard, what happens and why? Oh, that's, that's a firefight because Yard, he hasn't got the best feet and neither has a Boatsy. But I just think... Boatz is a bit cuter in those situations. His hand defences are a bit better and he can bang. But got a great like chin that, as well. He, got a great yeah, chin as well. They just bounce off him. But you never know in those small little gloves, anything can happen and yard can hurt as well. So but I just think Boatz has got a bit more experience and he's a bit more of a polished fighter. Ben, do you understand? I'm sure you do. But I've got to ask you, do you understand the pressure that you're under? Like, everyone just expects you to become that guy. Like, I look at you and I was thinking, mm. as I was watching you on, on Saturday, I was thinking, you reminded me a bit of James DeGill. Not in your style, but in that yeah. everyone looked at James kind of in the Olympics and like, James is going to be a world champion. And I feel like mm -hmm. people look at you like that, like, he's going to be a world champion. And, you know, mm. from that stage from now and your debut to become a world champion, I mean, that it's difficult terrain. Same arrogance in the ring as well. Oh, very Same arrogance, arrogance in the ring. Arrogant. And I mean that Both as them. respectful arrogance, yeah, yeah. by the way. Well, they I just do, know, I mean they're, just know yeah. they're better than their opponent. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. he's so talented. I remember yeah. when James the Girl beat Paul Smith in Liverpool yeah. and just went up there and bashed up British champion Paul yeah. Smith. Yeah. Everyone expects you to do that, Ben. Yeah, um, the good thing is with that, it's a lot of pressure, of course, but that pressure, you know, it makes me want to get up in the morning, it makes me want to work hard and, if I didn't have that pressure, maybe I would slack off, you know what I mean? But I've got this weight on my back, I've got this target on my back, and I love it because I want to prove everybody right and prove all the, the doubt is wrong. So to me, it's just an extra boost, if you want to say. Right, big one now. <laughs> Alexander Usyk, Anthony Joshua, <laughs> yeah. the sequel. Yeah. We know it's an awkward rematch, and Anthony didn't leave yeah. it all in the ring last time. How does he beat Usyk this time? Uh, I've said it many times. I just truthfully think this fight is a game of mindset. Um, me being a boxer, being in Anthony Joshua's position, after that first fight, you kind of scroll back to the drawing board and think, what could I do to beat this kid because he's so silky? And then being in Usyk's position, he probably thinks that was an easy fight. Mm -hmm. So going into this second one, does a bit of complacency come in? Does uh, Joshua's hunger come in? But I just think if I was Anthony Joshua now, you've got a huge... Use your weight advantage. You're a, you're a natural super heavyweight. You're so big. You're fast. Lean on him and show him no respect for the whole week. Forget all that shaking his hand and being nice to him. You can do that after the fight. Make it a real fight. Make it nasty in there. And I believe uh, if he does that, he can come out with a win. But it'll be tough. It won't be an easy route. To the middleweight greats last night, Gennady Golovkin, for half an hour with his translator, Konstantin. And I asked Gennady, it was the last question, and Gennady took it really seriously, gave me a really long answer. He said, I have never told people how they should box, what they should do. And all he said was, Anthony Joshua needs to find his wild animal. And if he finds his <laughs> wild animal, he's got a good chance in the fight. It's very true. And I think he's got it in him. He showed it before. He's just got to... Just this is it. It's sink or swim, and just go out there and leave it all in there. And if he leaves it all in there, whatever happens, he come back and go. You know what? 
I did what I did. I gave it my all. One. I gave it my all. Yeah, yeah because he knows he didn't give it his all last time. That's why we were so disappointed, all of us. And he must have been a hundred times more disappointed than we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one, he was kind of stuck in between styles. Mm. And he was, shall I go, shall I not? But that just shows how good Yusik is because he made him like that. Where now, AJ has experienced it once and you just have to just go, throw it all, throw it all at him and hope one lands. Ben, last question. If I was, you know, interviewing you after the fight on Saturday, yeah. the first thing I would have said was when you out next, because I want to see you out quite a lot. There are no niggles. Are, you know, we never really know with boxers, little hand injuries. Mm-hmm. You, you're fine, aren't you? You are good to go again very soon, right? Yeah. I'm, um, luckily enough, I came out the ring with no problem. Good. So um, um, I spoke to my team and everything. I said, get me out as soon as possible. Just for the simple fact, activity is the, the major part in my first first couple of years as a professional now because when you get to that later stage with titles and things like that I've noticed your career starts to slow down so this first first year second year activity go all around the world around the country pick up different fans pick up different experiences and hopefully that experience will lead me into the right way of a world title Ben, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Gareth's desperate for I got, No, question. let me just say one no, thing no, before you go, Ben. I'm just going to say go, Gareth, I go. think Ben should carry the ring cards around at the all-women's fight on September the 10th. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I think that's a good idea, man. We'll do it together, man. No, no, no. You don't <laughs> want to see. see Gareth with his top off, Ben. It's a different level. We, we can't do that. Ben, enjoy your rest of your trip in Barcelona. Uh, we'll see the title right, when you come back as well. Really appreciate you coming on. Cheers. Thank you very much. Lovely guy. Speaks so well as well. All right, you listen to Find Extra on TalkSport 2. Still to come, we are going to recap UFC 277 and the return of Amanda Nunes. But up next, we're going to hear from Jake Paul and Hasim Rachman Jr. Who is to blame for their council fight? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Clear as day that these guys have been so unprofessional to work with, looking for any excuse to suck more money out of this event, to, to coerce us into doing things. And from the jump, I knew in the bottom of my heart that this guy didn't want to get into the ring with me. 
Let me go ahead and kill all this internet cat Jake Paul got going on for y'all. I, I, I signed a contract to make 200 pounds. I sent, my body simply would not let me do it, would not let me get down to 200 pounds. Where in boxing do y'all see them canceling fights a whole week in advance? I didn't even get my last week to get down as low as I could. Welcome back to Fight Night with myself, Andy Olick Fighter Extra, with myself, Andy Oladipo and the great guy Faye Davis. Jake Paul says the blame is solely on Hassim Rackman Jr. for the cancellation of their fight. The YouTuber Turnbuckle was scheduled to take to the ring this weekend to fight Rackman, but he announced over the weekend that the fight has now been cancelled. Here's what he had to say, laying the blame solely on Rackman's door. Here's what happened, long story short. So he signed a contract to fight me at 200 pounds and was gonna cut the weight down to 200 pounds. This is not a big cut for him, right? He's a big guy with a ton of weight to lose. So he sent a video into the commission the first time he weighed in at 216 pounds. The commission wanted to track his weight cut to make sure he was doing it in a healthy way. Three weeks later, the commission asked him for an update on his weight. He sends a video weighing 215 pounds, meaning in three weeks, he only lost one pound. So the commission was like, hey man, you're not cutting the weight properly. We don't want you to lose it all in the last day. We're gonna have to change this fight to 205 pounds. My team calls me up, they're like, hey man, do you wanna change, they wanna change the weight to 205 pounds. That's a big difference. You normally fight at 190 pounds. Do you wanna do the fight still? I said, no problem. Let's do it. 205 pounds, he's gonna have, he already has a weight advantage, height advantage, reach advantage, all of these things, but whatever. I know I can still beat his ass at 205 pounds. And that was that. We move forward. And then today, out of nowhere, his team calls and says, Hasim's not going lower than 215 pounds. If the fight's not at 215 pounds, then we're pulling out. My manager goes, you're not in control of this. We already agreed to five more pounds. He is a big guy, losing 10 pounds. Everyone knows in the sport of boxing that is an easy weight cut. People do that. UFC champions cut 25 pounds overnight to make weight. A 10-pound weight cut for a heavyweight is nothing. A 10-pound weight cut for a heavyweight is nothing. What's he talking about, Jake Paul? Well, like, really? Well, look, it's not a massive weight cut for a man that size. Do you know, very often... Um, do you know what motivates people for a fight, not just belts and in a fight like this, is money. Mm. And I wonder whether whether Hasim Rackman has decided that he's actually not being paid enough for this fight. Because, let's be honest, he's, is he second or third choice? I mean, they would have gone through a ton of yeah, people. I, I'd be surprised if he's even that. Yeah, exactly. Maybe even fifth choice. Yeah. He's not a great boxer. Mm -hmm. I've watched clips of him. He's not a great boxer. It would not have surprised me if Jake Paul had beaten him on points. It would have been a weird kind of fight. Um, I suspect he wasn't being paid enough. Jake Paul calls all the shots on his promotions. It's his MVP promotions. It's mm -hmm. his promotion. Um, he's irked because it costs 500000 US dollars to get the doors open at Madison Square Garden. It's it's one of the most iconic venues in the world. Yeah, if not the. Jake Paul's taking a loss, if not the. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, Jake Paul's taking a massive loss on this now. He's disappointed 25 million followers that he has online. He's got to keep his own narrative. I kind of believe him, because I don't think he fears Hasim Rehman. No, no, no. Jake Paul will fight him. Yeah, you know, he I, would. I think he fears fighting him at 215, which he shouldn't anyway. No, I don't, I, fight him I, at I, I don't think it's a fear. 
I think what it is, I think he wants that WBC cruiserweight ranking mm. as well. Mm. And it wouldn't be a cruiserweight fight for him. He wouldn't get ranked by the WBC as well. Yeah. I think true. there's... It's but just such a shame that we're not fight, going, though. do you know what, let's jump on a plane and go and see him and Tommy fight each other, him and Tommy Fury yeah, fight each one, other. I would have got on a plane on Thursday and gone for two days, even if I wasn't working on it. We could have made a show out there. Mm. It would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. Um, that's the fight I want to see. Um, I want it's to see Jake Tommy struggling Fury. struggling from a lack of opponents that just tick all the boxes. Tommy Fury took them all, right? He's... he's all <laughs> In, inexperienced as well. He's the right? brother of the, brother of the heavyweight He's got champion. his own massive social media following. He's, so he's an influencer. Yeah, it, no, it totally works. Yeah. And also, there's so much jeopardy on Tommy Fury losing. Yeah. You know, it's a really tough humble five for the humble pie rather for the Fury family. Um, if he lost to Jake Paul. I do think that fight will happen. I personally believe that Jake should bring that fight to the UK. Because I think there's no way they can say no then. Do the fight in the UK. Um, could they sell out a big stadium? I th certainly think they could do 40,000. Definitely think they could do 40,000. Jake Paul's not finished in boxing. As I said, um, you know, gambling.com, I say he's the most hated boxer on the internet, which doesn't surprise me in the slightest. But that guy ain't going anywhere. Yeah, uh, let's all hear to see Hasim Rachman Jr. had to say. He lays the blame on Paul and says his team and says there was a, a replacement ready for if that fight didn't happen anyway. What's the problem in fighting me while I'm 215? What's the problem fighting me at 210? It's, it's, it's clearly uh, 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 them not wanting to fight. It's not me pulling out the fight. It's them not wanting to fight. I never said that I didn't want this fight. And, and the only thing that... I can conclude is that they scared. I mean, they tried to drain me down. I told them, look, I ain't gonna be able to get all the way down to cruiserweight. I mean, it, it was it was a, a astronomical feat in and of itself from the beginning. From the beginning, when they called me to spar him for for Anderson Silva, I told them where my weight was. They knew where my weight was, and they knew I was gonna have to lose about a pound a day for thirty days in order to make two hundred pounds. Now, with all that aside. Still, if I wasn't able to make the weight, they knew that we had a replacement on the side the whole time. He's been doing everything I've been doing this whole camp. The Muslim boxer, Muslim casing, who campaigns at Cruiserweight, who wouldn't have to have drained himself, who could have saved the show. And Jake Paul could have fought a real boxer, but he don't want to fight a real fighter. He don't want to fight a real fight. Honestly, he's letting himself down here, Hasim Rachman. Everything he said there is bad 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 it's almost like he needed someone to vet that video before it went out like the idea of oh we had a replacement fight <laughs> Jake Paul's not going to fight just anybody is he that's not the way Jake Paul works the fighter's got to have some sort of name value to it hence why he fought Ben Askren and hence why he fought Nate Robinson and wanted to fight uh, Tommy Fury and then to say they said I couldn't get down to 200 why did you sign a contract for 200 pounds yeah but why also what they what they're showing and this is this this throws to look he he clearly doesn't want the fight because he could shake off 10 pounds if he wanted to he yeah. hasn't got the desire or he's not being paid enough secondarily it shows the inexperience of Jake Paul's MVV, MVP promotions as a promoter. Mm. They should have had a backup. Mm. They chose the wrong guy at the beginning, as we said earlier. Um, and it's just gone kibosh, in my view. He Just retract, go back, reset, let a few months pass, find the right opponents. Maybe it's KSI. Maybe it is. You know who I'm really disappointed for, and I, I feel sorry for as well, and no one really talks about these people, the undercard fighters. 
Yeah, well, Amanda Serrano was Amanda on Serrano that card as well. One as well. Look, she was. Yeah, and they yeah. lose that on a big payday. All of them do. Lose I'm surprised Conor McGregor hasn't stepped up and said, look, forget that now. Let's just do it next. I mean, have I teased this to you yet on air? Go on. I wouldn't uh, surprise no, no. me if Conor... I said, me and you did say this. I oh, said, Mayweather and McGregor too. Yeah, yeah we said, yeah. what's the biggest fight out there financially? And I said, I said, I think KSI and Jake Paul, bigger than any fight, any you said McGregor and Jake and Paul. Jake Paul. Yeah, Conor McGregor and Jake Paul, enormous. I mean, not as big as Anthony Joshua and no, Tyson no, no, Fury no, no. if that were to come together. That's, that's, yeah. that's but apart from that, well, not actually, many I'll tell you what, mate, it I, could push I, I, it. Yeah, I think it might it actually could push it. Conor McGregor against Floyd Mayweather five years ago did two six hundred million dollars, didn't it? That, yeah, the overall 4. thing. Four point one million, I think, yeah. and then the gate and everything else. Yeah, yeah. one hundred and thirty million for for Conor um, dollars and. 220 for, for Floyd Mayweather. It's, it, 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 it's, it staggers belief, doesn't it? It, it? It's staggering. It's just... It, it beggars belief is what I mean. It, it's staggering that one fight can get that many rubberneckers, you know? <laughs> yeah, indeed. What do you want to kind of say? Red panty night for everyone. Absolutely. Indeed. All right, listen to Vine Extra on TalkSport 2. Next up, we're switching gears to MMA. I want to also talk about the turn of Amanda Nunes, who recaptured her belt off Juliana Pena. UFC 277, Amanda Nunes once again, the champ, champ, right? Already held the 145 pound belt, now regained 135 pound belt as well. Um, pretty one sided beatdown of Juliana Pena, who look had her spot, especially when she got Amanda Nunes on the floor. But ultimately, I think Amanda Nunes just showed that there's levels between the two, and that's probably, and it still is a probably, why she is the greatest female fighter of all time. And I, Gareth just gave me a little grimace there because he really sort of, I don't know, think Cyborg is, but it's very close between them. It's 1A and 1B. Look, what what um, look, and what Amanda's done is she's one of three fighters who's been a simultaneous double weight world champion in mm. the UFC. Um, extraordinary. Uh, she's still only 34. Mm. I don't think the legacy's complete yet. Um, I still think Chris Cyborg was head and shoulders above everyone else. I think there should be a rematch between the two women. Because, you know... What Cyborg wasn't one? far from really hurting Nunes mm. and damaging her in that fight as well. I love it, that It's fight. a super fight. It 51 really seconds of mayhem. <laughs> it was. The Hagler-Hearns of <laughs> MMA. You can say Paul Daly and Nick Diaz was in, yeah. in strike force all those years ago was like a Hagler-Hearns um, back in whatever it was in the early 210s. But um, I, I think there is so much in a second fight between them both. Mm. It's like, it feels incomplete. But Amanda came out on top. You cannot ever take that away from her. She's beaten Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm, um, Cyborg, Misha Tate, Tate, a generation of fighters. Mm. I'd like to see her fight Cyborg again. And... Apologies, my, my, my brain just gone dead. 125-pound champion. Shevchenko. Shevchenko Twice. as well. Twice. Twice. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a run. That's a run. And she's running out of a And Sarah McMahon, who was Sarah very good McMahon, back in the, the day. Wrestler. Olympic, um, Olympic wrestler. Olympic wrestler. Yep. Um, Shayna Baszler. Jermaine Durandamy. 
She was a great fighter. Megan Anderson, you know, she look, starts. Well, Megan, Megan Anderson, Anderson, maybe not on the same level. As yeah, all no, those, no, but, but yeah, um, big hundred and forty-five pounder though. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, big. She, but she's, you know, she scorched a few of those girls, and she's shown that she can go five rounds really powerfully. Um, that surprised me. If I'm honest with you, her gas tank at five rounds was very, very good for a 34-year-old that, um, you know, it still cuts a bit of weight to get down to the 135 because she fights at 145 now as well. Must walk around around the 160, 170 mark. And five-round gas tank was really good because it was a, the, it was a quite a fast pace, that fight. So really impressed with her engine. And, and it is a case of what next. And I guess you're right. I mean, the only two girls out that we really want to see her fight, one probably won't happen in Kayla Harrison, and that was Chris Cyborg. And then your legacy is complete. It's done. You can go off into the sunset with your wife and your kid and live life if she can beat those two. Yeah, and the other thing for her as well at the moment is MMA has faded rather in Brazil. There was a time when Shogun Hua, Anderson oh, Silva, Vito Belfort, um, I'm trying to think of others right now, but I remember when I was covering it 10 years ago and working on TV with it, where these guys were, you know, Brazil was on fire yes. with MMA, and she's really won a few champions. And, you know, the the the, the Bellator had a run with Douglas Lima and the Pitbull brothers and others. The UFC Leoto Machida as well, UFC, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, Jose Aldo. Jose the Aldo, UFC don't exactly. even talk about going to Brazil anymore. No, I know. And there was a time, three, four years, when they were going there, and it was a huge market. Remember, mm. there was no UFC event in Brazil for 11 and a half years. You know, all these rows between the two camps, mm. um, you know, the two types of fighting, Valetordur and, and um, I'm trying to think of the other now, but two, two schools of, mm. of fighting. Um, the origins of, of MMA in Brazil with the, with the Gracie brothers and the Gracie family. So... She, she represents much more than that. She also represents a mother in a partnership of two women with Nina Ansaroff. Amazing story, I know. I finish. I can't wait to be with you in the studio next time. Indeed, you can't. Before we go, though, remember, Professional Fight League MMA is coming to the UK. And to celebrate, we've got a knockout prize. The TalkSport gives you the chance to be there in Cardiff or in London. The PFL is an action-packed MMA series hosting semi-final playoff fights in the UK this August on the road to the upcoming PFL $6 million championship fight. Uh, you could be there at the Motorpoint Arena Cardiff on Saturday the 13th of August or the Copper Box Arena in London on Saturday the 20th of August to experience the most innovative MMA league in the world live. For your chance to win tickets, go to talksport.com forward slash win now. Entries close next Monday. Good luck. What can we look forward to, Gareth, in Cardiff and in London. Well, look, we've got some amazing stars on the card. Um, people like Rory McDonald, mm. who's a UFC and Bellator legend. legend. We've got yeah, we've got Brendan Lochnane, the guy from Manchester. I've got a documentary out on him that's coming out very mm. soon as well, made with the PFL. Um, I'll be working Cardiff on Channel Four that night um, around an amazing event, Motorpoint Arena. Um, I believe. People like Joe Calzaga be there, Joe Cordina, Enzo mm. Macarinelli, lots of all a, big MMA all, fans. All big MMA fans. Mm. Um, and then Kayla Harrison is fighting in London. She's an Olympic gold medalist. She won the million dollars last year. Become an amazing MMA fighter. Judo gold medalist from the London and Rio Games. Clarissa Shields is joining the league. And what it is, they've got two fights. If they win in London and they win in Cardiff, the people I'm mentioning, they go forward. These are still the kind of semi-finals. They go forward in October, November, and they win one more fight, and they all will win a million bucks. They've got a really great system where they fight each other in leagues, mm. eight divisions, and then they all go into the playoffs, as they call them. It's very modern. On the lower third of the screen, when you're watching it, all the punch stats are there and Lovely. all that kind of stuff. That's good. They're, oh, it's that's really, really modern. Innovative they is, are yeah. really, really innovative. that's what we sometimes 
argue about. Like, yeah. You want to know about those stats, don't you? Well, we were talking about people like Amanda Nunes. I don't know what her contract is with the UFC. I don't want to be out of place doing this, but what Chris Cyborg's... Um, uh, uh, Chris um, Cyborg's uh, deal is Bellator but next year PFL are going to uh, pay-per-view and they're going 50% to their big names it'll attract loads of big names um, Nick Diaz in his la- Nate mm. Diaz in his last fight with the UFC we'll see all those kind of people over there mm. in these magical matchups um, playoff seasons big money at stake there's there's a European series starting next year where where there's where six figure prizes in the in the in the European leagues and then they go into the big leagues in America no it's it's taking MMA to a new level I think and it's, it's fighters first yeah I think it's needed because I think the UFC need the competition don't worry on they're getting it from the 1FC in Bellator but not enough they'll certainly get it from the PFL alright you're listening to Find Extra on TalkSport 2 thanks as always to Gareth A. Davis thank you so much to Ben Whitaker as well for coming in live from Barcelona that's it for this week thank you so much for downloading our Fight Night Extra remember we're back every single Tuesday for more great content and if you miss us make sure you subscribe to Fight Night to catch up on all our other episodes My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments then Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe I streamlined my payment process effortlessly now I can accept in-person contactless payments right from my iPhone No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.